With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Holy Kyle, what a day for the hockey universe. What a day. And you want to know why? Why? Michael Delzano, Stanley Cup champion, baby. MDZ, let's go. You know, I saw I saw a tweet from the homie Chelney. Shout out to Chelney. Listen to Chell Squared. That, that's his podcast name, right? Yep. Doing good things. I'm liking what I'm seeing from uh, from the team over there. He just tweeted out that Delzato won a cup before Lundquist. You know, here's the thing. We've, we've said it many times. Teach your kids how to skate. Work your way through the ranks. It's all politics. At certain levels in, in minor sports. Especially minor league hockey. Is that the term minor league hockey? I don't know. Teach your, te- teach your kid how to skate. How to have some handles. And teach them how to play good music. Michael Delzato... He won a Stanley Cup for playing good music. And it's 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 truly one of the more fascinating fascinating stories of the year. DJ Zotto did it, man. Well, I mean, Henrik Lundqvist is also a good-looking guy, but maybe he's just lacking the DJ skills. Like, he plays go. in a band? Is this like the death of rock and roll? Is it some kind of metaphor for the death of rock and roll? Like, MDZ's bumping these, like, uh, techno, tu- techno tunes, man. Unbelievable. He's still know. playing techno. Michael Del Zotto, Stanley Cup champion. Shout out to St. Louis, man. God damn. Silky and filthy, where we talk a lot of hockey and a whole lot of bullshit. Gives it away, Horvat centers, Patterson scores! Politely, why would I be polite with you? Are you kidding me? Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! Never look yourself in the mirror, huh? You're always good, you never make the mistakes. Yeah, you know, they're a good team. They're a good team. They're a good team. They play hard. Obviously, they're a good team. They have a lot of good players. You're about to listen to some puck talking bullshit. Welcome to another episode of Silky and Filthy with your host, Trevor Beggs. Well, that was one hell of a cup win. And it's going to be one hell of an episode of Silky and Filthy. Hey. So welcome to the show, all you silky studs. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. We just finished watching one of the craziest Stanley Cup final endings of all time. Not necessarily the game itself, but the whole story of the St. Louis Blues Fair getting enough. there. Fair enough. It's absolutely insane. I was going to say, it wasn't that exciting. It was a pretty boring game. A pretty underwhelming Stanley Cup final. But when you look at, look at, it, at it as a whole... And what really happened with St. Louis, with Jordan Bennington, with Ryan O'Reilly, with Craig Berube, with the city of St. Louis winning their first Stanley Cup ever. Yeah, a lot happened there, man. Yeah, I mean, the whole run was absolutely insane, man. And, you know, Game 7 itself, I actually thought it was a pretty good game. I know St. Louis got those bingos early on. Boston probably deserved to win. You you felt like Boston was going to score. You did. Because they were the better team, they were getting chances. St. Louis looked pretty sloppy in that first period. But I think St. Louis just got better as the game went on. That and a mixture, I think, of Boston just getting frustrated. Because yeah. they weren't able really to get anything done. Yeah, I mean, they got they got period. some quality chances. Jordan Bennington, say what you want. The, the dude is a an absolute gamer. Redemption story. I'm not even talking about where he was last year. 
and, and what he's doing now and how he's a cup champ. I'm talking about how every single time you think he's going to start going on some losing streak or struggle for for more than one game, Jordan Bennington is just solid. He struggles and then boom, he does it again. He, he's fabulous. Stanley Cup champion. Maybe should have won the con Smythe. I know we had a couple blimps in this series, but let's talk about his wins. Incredible in every single win. Yeah, he bounced back from every loss. He was 8-2 total when coming back from a loss. Wow. I mean, he had a 9.36 coming into this game after losses. And wow. he obviously padded it in this one. Wow. So he's probably over the 9.40 mark there. He's just absolutely unbelievable. He's just a guy that doesn't get rattled. He embodies what St. Louis did all year long. And Petrangelo yes. mentioned that. Well, can you say all year long? Wow. Well, I mean, since, since Bennington came on yeah, board. <laughs> there you go. It's just... But since Bennington's been there, that's what they've embodied. And that's what he's embodied for them, too. Yeah, one day at a time. Forget your past. Keep moving forward. That's just what the St. Louis did. St. Louis Blues did post-January, and now they're Stanley Cup champions. Yo, Trevor, tell the listeners, when you have a bad day, h- how do you redeem yourself after a bad day? How do I redeem myself, man? I think uh, I-, I think I would do what the St. Louis Blues did, man. How do I how do I actually do yeah, it? Yeah, how do you do it? To be Come honest, on, real man, life. I-, I got pretty thick skin. I just, kinda, I just try to brush it off, you know, That's maybe true. go for a run, have a relaxing night. If you had a shit day... You go have a relaxing night. That those are the times that you gotta treat yourself. Like. Re- relaxing though, like sometimes people have shit days b- because they think they well, I mean, didn't do not, enough. Yeah, I mean you're not stressing over work. I mean like oh. I go for a run or, Clear or chill out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just something that's not not work related. Something nothing to do with your job. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. Chill out. I think just do going the mini. Out, going outside, doing your thing, disconnecting from everything like your phone and, and just people. Maybe even people in general, just zoning out. Mother nature. Yeah, that could work, man. I, I wonder what Bennington actually does. I want to. I want to know what he does. I also want to see uh, the above angle of his crease when the when the clock was ticking. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he's. I, I I was surprised that he'd even breathe in there, man. Like everyone just swarmed him. He's not the tallest guy. I was like, where's Bennington? And his head's just buried in all these Blues players. Yeah, <clears throat> it was crazy, man. I mean, I, I would like to know what he does too. I'll ask you this. They're going to make a fucking movie about this guy. They're obviously <laughs> going to make the Jordan Bennington movie at some point. Tell me, what would you name the Jordan Bennington movie? How about this? I, I know. I'm going to call okay. it The Answer is No. The Answer is No. Because this guy wow. was going to get sent to the ECHL last year. And he said, no, I'm not going. And ironically, he went to the Providence Bruins. Got loaned there. Cool story. And also no, because you're not getting pucks by this guy. Especially after a loss. Stanley Cup champion Jordan Bennington. Who the... Like, what? <laughs> what a year. Damn, what a year. I, I, I really fuck with that name, dude. Like, this is this is why you gotta be in the entertainment industry. Yeah, there you that's, go, That's man. a lot better than what my name was gonna be. What was it? I was thinking Sir Jordan with the silky saves. Hey, I know. No, Sir Bennington, sorry. Not Sir Jordan. Who am I talking about? Sir Bennington with the silky saves. That's not... Like, it's... It's cheesy yeah, different, though. Yeah, it's, it's cheesy. It's, it would it, be like a D-level movie for and sure. I like cheese. Don't get me wrong. I think I'm a cheesy cheesy dude. Go Packers go. Just bought my Packers tickets today. Going back to Lambeau Field. Oh, man. Okay, that's enough of that conversation. I'm a cheesy dude. I don't mind that title, but but Jordan Bennington would not. Like, he would not fuck with that title one bit. This guy's calm, cool, collected, okay? Yeah, the answer is no. He yeah, he'd, he, I think he would like the answer is no. The answer is no. Now, let me ask you this. Who is playing Jordan Bennington in the movie? How about how about that jo- Joseph Gordon? <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt. That guy can pull off a lot of different roles. I think he could pull it off. Uh, he's just pretty short, so. I, you know who'd be even better is uh, John Krasinski. I don't, oh. From the Office, Bruins, big Bruins fan, but not bad. Maybe that that would have been a good bet. You know, yeah. maybe he's got to play Bennington in the movie. He wouldn't do a very good job though. And you're gonna have the passion, right? 
you know, speaking of movies, you know how when teams win championships and they always roll out like the DVD package and there's like this camera that followed the team the whole year and their way to the cup, blah, blah, blah. Yo, the, the St. Louis Blues DVD special, $49.99, you get a fucking free t-shirt too. That DVD would be nice to watch. It would. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a story. And like, again, there were so many chapters in writing this story from their rise up in January. But I'll, I'll throw this out you and I'll throw this out for the listeners. I've made a little list here of the five craziest things about the St. Louis Blues Cup win. And, you know, feel free to hit us up if you think we left someone off the list. These are the five things that really stood out to me. Um, number five, Craig Berube is still an interim head coach. He's not even the head coach. This team started the year with Mike Yo as the head coach. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Unbelievable. Are yeah. you kidding me, man? This guy, I, I think Yo. Craig Berube embodied everything that Mike Yo wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mike Yo is a hothead. Craig Berube is the opposite of that. I think Craig Berube has helped this team roll through the punches as well. Yeah, people say that he's not a hothead, but he's he's point blank, you know? Exactly. He's either black or white. I think with Mike Yale, uh, Yale right? how do you pronounce this guy? Mike Yale? I think Mike Yale. Mike Yale? Mike Yale? Okay, Mike Yale. Yeah, we've seen him blow up a couple times, but... I do believe that he was a bit passive too, maybe a bit too passive with this team. They ne- they needed to make a change. They did. They got the right guy in there, who was just the assistant coach, and it and it worked. It's so interesting to see how that change of dynamic in the dressing room moved everything. They didn't bring a new guy in. They just gave the new guy the biggest seat in the house, and and it worked. And Craig Brewer, he's not going to be an interim head coach much longer. Like tomorrow, he's getting a new contract. I'm curious to see how much he gets paid now, though. Yeah. You know, and I think that we've seen coaches get paid more in the NHL now, which is good. I don't mind that. It's not It's not affecting the cap. I don't think fans should, should like, get emotional about if a coach gets paid too much or not. The guy just won a Stanley Cup for your city. Give this guy the check. Right? You know, a blank check. Give him the maximum. First Stanley Cup in team history. Shout out to the city of St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, you had the nice movie title there, but I don't think uh, Craig Bruby is going to get Mike Babcock money anytime soon. Although there'd be some Babcock haters out there who would agree that he should get that money. But Yeah, I think he- at the time of Babcock's hiring back in the day, it, I think he's just a smart dude. And he knew he was going to get paid that much, and he yeah. made the most of it. And, and Babcock had the pedigree too, right? Like, Bruby's going to make a few million a season. Yeah. He's probably going to get something like Ralph Kruger money. Like Ralph Kruger. Who has more Stanley Cups, Babcock or... How much? How many Stanley Cups does Babcock have again? Babcock only has one. There you go, buddy. I believe as a head coach, he only has one. One in Detroit. Yeah. In 08. he lost with Anaheim in 03. Yeah. There, there's a spectacle about Babcock. There aren't a lot of personality personalities in, in the league itself, and, and Babcock does have one. People think it's kind of bland, but he he finds a way to to make the most of it. But yo, enough enough Babcock talk. Continue on with this this list of yours. Well, there's one thing I also wanted to mention first. Even though Craig Brubaker is an interim coach, we often see new head coaches spark their team, mm-hmm. and it's happened quite a few times in the past in the past few years. Like we saw it with Mike Sullivan. Yes, Mike Sullivan led the Pittsburgh Penguins to a Stanley Cup um, in 2016, right? Yeah. So that was, and he took over from Mike Johnson that year. Mike Johnson in the experiment failed miserably. Yeah, really um, bad. Daryl Sutter. Daryl Sutter took over the Kings. Yeah. Help that trainer, help them make the playoffs, barely make the playoffs, and then obviously Vancouver knows all about that. This is actually a good question too. Like, well, which cup win do you find <clears throat> more surprising? Would, would it be the LA Kings or the St. Louis Blues? To me, it's still the Blues. They were rock bottom yeah. in the league in January, but those that Kings team, I mean, they went from the eighth seed to absolutely steamrolling every team they played. Yeah, they're both surprising in their own in their own ways. The whole last thing 
thing to me is, is remarkable and the whole Jordan Bennington thing. So for me, it's St. Louis. For yeah. me, it's St. Louis. They, they found a way to get it done. I'm going to say it for the fourth time, yo. Shout out to the city of St. Louis. Yeah, the city of St. Louis, man. A crazy place. And there's a couple, I think Dan Bosma was the other coach too. So Pittsburgh actually won uh, two of their three cups with the inter, intern head coach. With no way. Yeah, oh, oh two of the three cups. Yeah, I forgot that Bosma. Yeah. yeah okay. and, Sullivan Bosma. Sullivan won a couple in a row. Yeah. You got to give Mike Sullivan some credit for getting the job done. It wasn't all Crosby and Malkin, or was it? No, it was. Or was it, man? You have those two guys? Come on. On, on a side note, man, I, I still find we talked about kill, uh, Phil Kessel last week. You know, he wants he wants to be on a winner, and we gave him some props for that. What I didn't realize when I was talking about these trade rumors is Phil Kessel's only making $6.8 million. Yeah, yeah. He's a 90-point player, and, like, they're trying to ship this guy out. Like, what? I guess it's because he has value, but their defense, they got Jack Johnson, Erica Branson, Oli Mata. These guys are making almost, like, $13, $14 million together. And they want to trade Phil Kessel? Yo, Come shout on, out for man. shout out to Trevor Beggs for bringing Phil Kessel into this conversation post Stanley Cup Finals Game Seven talk. Phil Kessel, man, we love you over here at Silky and Filthy. We'll find any way to put you into our program. Yeah, for sure, man. And okay, so I, I, that was a sidetrack there. I'll go to number four on my list. Not the to, to me, I find crazy because I think one of the things about playoff hockey is like special teams if you win the special teams battle you're gonna win st louis absolutely lost the special teams battle in this series boston had four power play goals in game six and i think it was yeah in all three of their wins they had a power play goal i think they had seven in total like seven for 26 or something something yeah. around there well in the is, playoffs they're at 32.4 wow uh their penalty kills at 88.4 st louis power play 16.3 penalty kill 75.4 and it was even worse in the series. This, this is another reason why cliches or any type of any type of any type of stat it, it it doesn't work all the time. You know when it when it's relative to a series that's just about to happen, you got to throw those things out the window. This this Stanley Cup Finals was so unpredictable. It really was. Every game was different. Every game, it felt like a, it felt like a new series. Now, in the beginning of this series, I thought it was going to be more intense because you could kind of see these these small rivalries take part in the games, and, and I don't think we saw much of that in games five, game six, game seven. Not too much, but that's because the games were just like so random. I mean, talk about game six. Yeah, game you six, know, game six, and game three were the duds entertainment wise in the series. In game seven, same thing. The score was just out of reach. It, it was just different this, this whole series was different once again a- another reason why you can't throw these like cliche stats and compare them to every st- series like we all do it you know uh, it's not our jobs to do it but we always do it we always think we have the answers we always think that experience is going to win we always think that special teams is going to win but no a rookie goaltender who was always almost in the echl won a a, a center who won the con smite who was deemed a loser who who didn't feel in love with the game of hockey anymore you know, he just did what he did. He led the league. He led the playoffs in scoring. It's, it's remarkable to reach the mountaintop in any sport. You gotta, you gotta go against the curve, and, and we saw it again here. Yeah, definitely, man. And I, I know we throw out special teams like that, and sometimes it doesn't matter. But usually, the team that wins the special teams battle wins. Yeah. St. Louis not only lost it, they got annihilated in the special teams department. I mean, they they had one power play goal on sixteen opportunities <laughs> in the series. Their penalty kill. 68%. Just look at game seven. They, they got outplayed in the first period. They pretty much were outshot times two for most of that game. Late into the third. It, it was just the most random game. You never know how the how these things are going to happen. And, and 
Sports, man. Sports. Stanley Cup champions. St. Louis Sports Blues, man. and the hockey that's, that's, gods, That's man. even crazy to say. St. Louis, they got one. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I, I'll take a sidetrack before I get to number three. I got to give a shout out to Justin Bourne. I don't know. I think we brought up this article on the show. He wrote about on The Athletic how this might be the, a year that a weird-ass team wins the Stanley Cup. And all the tension was on Carolina at first. Everyone's thinking, oh, yeah, the Canes might be that weird-ass team. They've been doing some weird-ass stuff all season long. Well, guess what? A weird-ass team did win the Cup. Nobody would have thought, I think, that St. Louis was going to win the Cup. Coming into the playoffs, maybe a few. That was one of the only series I got right in round one. I should have just stuck with that. I should have stuck with the Blues after that. Yeah, the whole way. Come on. <laughs> yeah, my bad on that one. Come on, man. Now I owe you beer, too. Oh, thank God. Whatever. Man. We're both going to drink it. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, we're going to drink it after. Oh, man, we're, we're sweating out a few pounds in the studio right now. It's, it's Yo, smoking it's in here. it's Fortune, Vancouver, Surrey, Chilliwack, Langley, Abbotsford. Shout out to, the, to British Columbia in general. It's hot right now. Uh, if you have a dog, make sure you put that window down. If you're in a car, make sure you put the window down. You, you might actually die if you're stuck in that car. 20 minutes. Yeah, if you're in a Fortune. car right now and you're stuck, call us, man. We'll come, we'll come save you guys. Hey. 778-317-1931. Let's go, How do you baby. deal with Let's the go. heat? How do you deal with the heat? What's your tip? Just always drink water? Yeah, just just hydrate, man. I don't know. Did you ever have one of those hats? Well, those, like, uh, visors with a little fan on the inside? No, man. I wish. Like that sounds flea- awesome. No, like some flea market type of gr- grab, you know? Never, never have Shout one, out to man. my dad. He bought me one of those, too. A lot of shout-outs happening on this, on this episode. I'll stop. The only shout-out should be going to... The St. Louis Blues. Well, I'm, I'm going to give one more shout-out, too. I'm going to give a shout-out to the hockey gods because, again, you look at Game 7. It was a game that Boston probably should have won if you're just judging on who played better. And Boston was the better team. But, man, something about those hockey gods. You know, St. Louis, 50-plus years in the NHL without a cup. Boston, you know, they got cups. They got championships. Like, that city's just used to winning. And, you know what? The yeah. hockey gods get, did St. Louis a favor because number three on my list here, the Blues are last place in the NHL <laughs> Tied with the Ottawa Senators on January 1st. 34 points. Lowest in the league. For reference, for you Canuck fans out there, Vancouver had 42 points on January 1st. And that was after losing streak. I know we got shut up by the Devils on New Year's Eve there. I remember that game. Um, the, the, the Canucks were closer to the San Jose Sharks who had 49 points than they were the St. Louis Blues. Remarkable. Insane stuff, man. Remarkable. We've all heard the story about Gloria. We all... We've all talked about Bennington enough. Somehow this team just just got together after all those losses and just something happened. Something happened. You know, teamwork makes the dream work. We know all about that over here at Silky and Filthy. Yep. They just all got together. They didn't they did not get discouraged. I even heard stories about how Doug Armstrong, the GM, went down there and, and told the boys, like, I'm not making any moves. We're we're doing this. We're doing this. Which is, it, a, which is a huge vote huge. of confidence after the last year when they traded Stastny. Around that time, early January, typical hockey rumors, right? Toronto's getting everyone. Toronto's getting everyone. Toronto's getting Pranko. Toronto's getting Peter Angelo. There are some people saying that Tarasenko could be on the trade block. Yeah, I don't know how exactly they did it, but those boys in that dressing room, they figured it out. They figured it out. They all played for each other. They, the way the St. Louis Blues play, I mean, it's not something that you'd, you'd show a new hockey fan for sure. But they, there's no real, real superstar on that team. They all had to buy into the same shit. They had players coming in and out of the lineup. They all bought in. They all got the job done. It, it was, if you're from St. Louis and you're a St. Louis fan, 
obviously you're happy, but you, you just got to feel proud that that type of that type of team got it done for you. It's no superstar. Like again, that's another thing, right? Aren't you supposed to have that number one center? That that great number one center? And, and can we say that Perenko and Peter Angelo are elite number one, number two defensemen? Uh, number two, you could say. I mean, Peter Angelo played I, out of his I, mind. I would, put I would argue. I would argue one, that too. Yeah. Again, half halfway point through the year, nobody was saying that. Lee fans are saying you should have been a Maple Leaf. What if? What if? Shout out Lee fans. Just kidding. You don't guys. You guys don't get a shout out. Come on, this is Silky and Filthy. Wow, you man. I'll give Trevor's a shout out. Just a hater, man. I'll give a shout out to number two on my list. No, no hate here, man. You mentioned uh, having that elite number one center. Does Riley Ryan O'Reilly slip into that conversation now after winning the Conn Smythe Trophy? Well, no, he had an, an insane season for the Blues, and the reason he's number two on my list of five crazy things about the Blues is Ryan O'Reilly was the cursed player. You know, he was playing on all these crappy teams. He was always like floundering in Buffalo. Like he was, he was doing okay, but the team was just garbage when he was there. He talked about losing his love for the game of hockey. He drove into a Tim Hortons. He drove into a Tim Hortons drunk, Sorry, man. I had to bring it up. Yeah, I had to bring it up. That's, part, a, that's an entertaining story. A hockey player drives into a Tim Hortons. I don't think anyone died, so I can smile <laughs> while telling this story. Um, no, man. All he, those things happened. A few coffees were spilled, but... There you go. All those things happened while he was in Buffalo. And before that, he was in Colorado. And yeah. they didn't have much success over there. Uh, St. Louis, an absolute steal, too, for Ryan O'Reilly. Who did they trade for him? Patrick Berglund? A first-round pick, some other shit, some other bullshit. They just got a great player. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly is he is he in a elite center? He played like it in the playoffs. He played he played big minutes. Again, he's not gonna wow you with amazing skill. You know, he's not gonna be that Mitch Marner, Pedersen type of skill. Where where some may may say that that's the only way you can say someone is elite if they have that much skill. But Ryan O'Reilly. He does all the little things, and we saw it in the, even in the third period in Game 7. The guy played a lot, and he was just clogging up the middle of the ice. He set the tone for how that period was going to be, and a con Smythe would... What a, what a past 12 months for that dude. That guy did not like hockey anymore. Yeah. Remarkable. He lost his love for the game just a year ago, and look what happened after that. Hey, I lost my love for the game. This was the first year... You're not you know, getting paid eight million bucks a season to play hockey. Hey, fair enough. Hey, maybe one day I'll get paid eight million dollars to talk hockey. Ah, oh, there you go. Maybe not a year. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Does any broadcaster <laughs> get paid that much? But yo, yeah, I lost my love for hockey for a long time too. This year, I found it back. So I guess me and Ryan O'Reilly are kind of alike. Now I did shave my beard, ladies. I'm sorry, I did shave it last. I shaved it yesterday, actually. Yeah, it's looking pretty fresh, dude. It is looking pretty fresh. Yeah. But man, I'm looking at your beard right now. You got a nice beard, man. Like, just imagine if I had that. I'm about to go out in about an hour and a half. There are going to be some lovely ladies in attendance. I'm, I still got the confidence, don't get me wrong. But what if I had the beard, Trevor? What if? Well, if you had the beard, it would make a difference, man. Come on, look at that goatee, dude. Ladies love the goatee. I tell you, you give it one more test ladies run tonight. Ladies love the goatee? Come on. Ladies, if you're listening they to this. They love your goatee. If you're listening Ew. to this, do you love a goatee? I would say most most chicks don't love a goatee, but I feel like it's you and my other buddy. You guys rock the goatee, and you guys you guys seem to do do okay with the ladies. Wow. Well, maybe am I, I setting the bar, want, I, you setting the bar too high for you? No, you're not setting the bar too high for me. You're, you're just a nice dude, Trevor. Uh, if if anything, man, we're talking about beards. Ryan O'Reilly has probably the best, well, second best beard to Joe Thornton in the league. Why can't I have just one eighth of that beard on my face? 
and uh, yeah, whatever. Carry on, man. Hey, man, eat some more almonds, man. I hear those. Uh, that might help you grow your beard. They're healthy. I mean, healthy stuff's supposed to make you feel good and grow. And, and Ryan O'Reilly is a healthy dude. I saw that little video that the NHL Network put up about him doing yoga and stuff. Yeah, I'll say this about the NHL too. I I, I always knock the NHL for not doing a great job at, at marketing their players. Who knows if that's the league's fault? I do. Yeah, some may say that's just the the demeanor of a hockey player. You know, most of them are just yeah. Don't I don't want to do anything. Blah blah blah. How did the NHL decide? that it was a good good idea to go to commercial break while the oh, St. Louis Blues are celebrating. They cut pay- off they cut off Delzato's cup run, man. <laughs> Actually, they cut off Bennington's. That was even more tragic. Are you kidding me? And now, we, to be to be fair, we were watching on NBC. Maybe CBC is a bit better about it. Uh, I think still, in Canada it's going to be a bit better. But still, NBC, yeah. I know, I no excuse, man. No come excuse. Come on. Wait till the end. You know what it is, man? I still think and Americans out there, feel free to rip me if you feel like I'm wrong. I feel like at least in the broadcasting world, America doesn't really understand how sacred it is, how awesome it is to watch every player Lift take the, the cup, cup around. Yes. It doesn't happen in other sports, right? They just like hold it all, one trophy. Yeah. They all touch it and stuff. Yeah, you, you see no one, bench yeah. warmers grab it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And the, the Stanley Cup, ironically, I was watching a infographic. I think that's that's what the channel is called. They did a little story on the history of the Stanley Cup and how much shit the cup's been through in, in like the 1930s and 1940s teams who won the cup were treating it really bad and at one point i think the rangers almost lost the cup uh i could be wrong but supposedly they they pissed in the cup they just treated the cup oh, bad. i'm sure a few people yeah. were pissed in the cup and then well i heard they pissed on it because they want to there's a fire in the cup somehow <laughs> anyways the cup was fucked up all right and a canadian just got super mad about it and he ended up stealing the cup back or something. I, I could be wrong with this information, but the cup has been through a lot. There's something so sacred about the cup. And, and just seeing every player lift it up is amazing. And also, I was thinking about this. NHL, if you're listening to this, uh, you guys do a decent job of showing every player taking the cup home. Because that's what happens. Every player, and, and the NHL, hockey players, it's, it's an international game. That cup travels across the, across the sea. Do a better job. Find a way to... To show that in a better way. Because I do think that's super unique. That every player on the team gets to take the cup home. Well, before I get to number one on this list, and I think we all know what the craziest story of the St. Louis Blues run is. I'll give a shout out to the Athletic. I believe it was Isabel. Oh, man. What's her last name? Kardashian or something like that. Not Kardashian, but Kardashian or something. Anyways. That's disrespect. Like, hey, shout. I'm not trying to be offensive to the Kardashians or nothing. But if you butchered her name and... Her name's not put her, Kardashian. Put her in that family. That's what it yeah, sounds like, Yeah, that's man. fair. That's fair. That, that was a bad slip up on my part. But anyways, if you're talking about great coverage of day-to-day use of the cup, so this reporter for The Athletic, she followed around each Capitals. They took the cup oh, to their hometown last that was year. Her and it was a, Yeah, and it was an amazing, an amazing read. Okay, cool. So shout so out that's, to that's Isabel should, from yeah, The Athletic. Yeah, it, Sorry, we were saying your last name wrong. That was on me. Don't apologize. So that was on me. I, I don't know if she just got that gig because she's from Washington. Banksy's blunder. She's from Washington. She covers the Capitals. Yeah. Oh, so she's not going to do it this year, probably. But that's a that's great. That's. But great. hopefully, someone from the Athletic yeah, does it. Right? Exactly. There's some good reporters in St. Louis. They're cool a good tradition. hockey city. Oh, great! Shout out to a hockey city, man. Crazy Look at that, man! City. A good hockey city winning their first cup, man. I feel good today, man. I love when that happens. You know? Yes, a hundred percent. I like it. You know what? And you always give me a hard time about not being over 2011 and blah 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 and all. Get this over stuff. it. I'll, I'll ask you one question before we get to number one. I know I'm. 
I'm going off track here, but I it's got okay. some things on my mind here on Silicon Filthy, and okay, I want to get man, your opinion. You gotta apologize. Fuck, it's the fucking it's last Canadian game of the year. Right dude. Now, man. I'm so it's sorry. It's the fucking last game of the year. We having fun. We talk hockey, baby. Silicon Filthy, puck talking bullshit every Thursday. All right, how about this for fun? Um, <laughs> Marchand's tears. How did that make you feel? Did did you feel good about it? Did you care? Did you feel bad? Bro, I felt bad. I told you. It, it, again, I, I do cl- I do think that I'm over 2011. Now, I do get irate when we when we talk about 2011 a lot on this program. It's like, oh, fuck 2011. Let's just move on, right? But when I saw the Bruins and Marchand, they were showing Marchand a lot. One of the premier players in the NHL, the biggest pest. They were showing him a lot, crying while the Blues were celebrating. It, it didn't feel that good because I'm over it. I feel new, brand new into the game. I just feel like a new man. So it, it did kind of make me feel bad. He cared a lot. And, and a lot of the Bruins players, they're on one knee, looking at another team, lift that cup. You got to stand in line, shake their hand. It's just, again, a lot of people in our neck of the woods would, would not, they, they, don't get, they don't care about the Bruins. Today's their happiest day. I, 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 would, I would be surprised if five Vancouverites bought St. Louis blue jerseys at least just to celebrate with them you know uh, it may be surprising but I did feel bad for the Bruins and it's an interesting take man I feel like a lot of people in Vancouver would not agree with you I didn't really feel bad for Marshawn per se um, Chara I'd feel bad if he hadn't won a cup before but man like that guy are you kidding me absolute warrior one of the best defensemen of his generation playing with a broken jaw even though the game Dud. wasn't close say it was a one goal game that goal that he saved in the second period was instrumental. Like, that was huge. Yeah, that reach. At, like, Tuka almost knocked it into his net twice, and Char is, like, swatting off the line with his stick. Yeah. Unbelievable stuff, man. I think it hit me because, you know, not to get too personal, and you could you could attest to it, too. You know, being in your mid-20s, you, you, really, are, you really are grinding a, a lot. You're grinding a lot. You're grinding a lot. And just looking at a 10-month a run for the Bruins, nine months, I guess, getting to the Stanley Cup Finals and, and those three months in the playoffs, that shit's tough. That shit's tough. Yeah, they're playing a child's game, but getting hit every 30 seconds, taking shots, blocking shots, traveling, not seeing your family, and then playing on the last game of the year in your city and losing, it's an empty feeling. And those guys, they they, they live in the city of champions, right? There, there's an expectation Yes, the Bruins fans gave them a, an applause at the end of the game for those who stayed to, stayed to watch that shit. They, they don't feel good. They don't feel accomplished. They don't feel like they had a, a great year. You know, so... Again, I'm over 2011. Vancouver, that shit don't matter to me anymore. Congrats to the Bruins on a, on a good year. Yeah, they had a crazy year, and uh, maybe I should have... I think those are the two series I actually got right in round one, looking back on it. It was Boston over Toronto and St. Louis over Winnipeg. I should have just stuck with those two teams, There man. you go, Trevor. You're I've not that to, dumb. You're I've not that to, dumb. I tried to get all fancy in round two. I'm like, oh, underdogs, man. You're the underdog. And then I kind of fell off track a little bit. But uh, I should have just stuck with It's not with how them, you man. start. It's how you finish. True enough, man. And I, did, and I did pick the Blues to win. And we're going to crush 16 beers for 16 So Blues maybe win, you should man. get love your, your lovely wife to pick you up next week. We should celebrate, man. We've... Have you finished this list? Have you got to number one yet? No, oh, I haven't got to number I'll one I'll get yet. to number one. Oh, okay, then we'll, then we'll okay. carry on. All right. Well, number one is obvious, man. It's obviously the rise of Jordan Bennington, man. What else could you say about this guy? He was an AHL backup to begin the year, and I'm watching him go through leading the St. Louis Blues in the Stanley Cup lineup thinking, this guy has gone on one of the most monumental rises of all time. Like, 
think about it. If you're a, a baseball fan, this would be the equivalent of your starting pitcher starting the year in the minors, fourth in the rotation, and then mm-hmm. boom, he helps your team win the World Series. That doesn't happen. Like Tom Brady, maybe. Yeah, even, I don't know. Compared to Tom Brady. But even then, Tom Brady was a backup in the NFL. He wasn't like a practice roster yo, guy. No, this is cool. Ironically, backup Brady beat the St. Louis Rams in his first Super Bowl. Backup Bennington, or whatever you want to call him, did the same. But again, we can't compare wow. nobody to Tom wow, Brady. Wow, that's actually a, that's a trip, dude. Yeah, it, it, wow. it is a bit of a trip. St. Louis beating Boston in the Cup Finals. Uh, Bennington, uh, if we want to bring it back to Vancouver, he li- he leaves a bit of a bitter bitter taste in the mouth of some people down here because they think that he may take away the fucking Calder Trophy. Oh, what an amazing trophy, Rookie of the Year. Who ca- who gives a shit? Bennington did something remarkable. We haven't seen something like this since Cam Ward, which was a long time ago. A very long time ago. Shout out to Jordan Bennington. He's going to get paid now. He's going to get paid. I I think that when an organization, it's a business, and they seem to be very good to their employees, they're going to reward Bennington. And I know it's scary to sign a goalie long term, and we shouldn't be looking too far into the future. We should be just celebrating what the Bruins have done here. But Bennington is about to get paid. You're saying he's an RFA. I'm going to go by that. He's an RFA for sure? Yeah, he's an RFA. Okay, cool. So what do you think is going to happen with Jordan Bington? He's going to win the cup. He just won the cup, and now he's about to get paid how much? Man, I uh, I, I still kind of feel... I just I just think there's a hesitation from the Blues to lock him up for like six, seven years. Because what if he is the next Cam Ward? Like, Bennington is in that conversation right now, right? He's with there with Cam Ward, Patrick Waugh, Ken Dryden. Those are the notable rookie goaltenders that come to my mind that have won the Stanley Cup. I still think that the Blues will probably give Bennington a two-year deal, hmm. three-year deal maybe. I I, just, I think there's going to be a hesitancy yeah. off of, you know, look if you look at his playoff and regular season games, he's only started about 50-ish games. If you look yeah. at 50-ish games of NHL experience, you're looking to give this guy like $30, $40 million based off 50 games? Probably not. Bennington... He seems like the dude that is going to be reaching for that much. He understands what he's been through in his life. And, and you want to compare it to something else? It's kind of it's kind of like what Conor McGregor had when he was living in Ireland, living off welfare checks, and then boom, gets a UFC opportunity and gets one of those like performance of the night checks. And he was talking about it in his little documentary on Netflix. It, your world just flips. Jordan Bennington, 25, played goalie for like probably 20 years, I'm assuming. Almost went to the East Coast Hockey League. Now just won the Stanley Cup. He's been through a lot. He's worked hard in his life. I'm thinking, and I'm all up for these NHL players getting paid. Get paid Jordan Bennington. Just do it. Three or four years, if that's the case, make sure you're getting at least seven or eight or not. not, Nine sounds crazy. Go for the seven. Go for the eight. See if you can get it. Again, businesses, good businesses, they reward their employees. Fair enough, man. You look at Jordan Bennington's history. Uh, in terms of getting paid, you know, he's in the minors making, uh, you know, like $90,000 a year. Great. So, oh, sorry. $60,000, $65,000 a year. Then he signed a one-year deal, $600,000 in the NHL, 75000 in the minors. This guy's only making minor salary. Another 75000 last year. Got a raise up to 100000 in the minors this year, but the league minimum six fifty in the NHL. There you go. So you know what I'm saying? He's grinded a lot. Now it's his time to get that. Nice little bonus in the beginning, too. What if something happens? Injuries. This guy just won you your first cup. Doug Armstrong, St. Louis, 
go get paid uh, do you have anything else to say about this guy i feel like we talked about bennington from the start uh what else do you like about the story oh man what do i like about the story you know he's also got a great goatee i actually like your goatee a little bit better but he's got a he's got a nice little uh nice little goatee going on They're i wonder nice, if the goat now you got me thinking trevor now you got me thinking okay let's let's say the goatee is actually in it you know and i got it you got me thinking think trends they change Hey, the goatee, man. Hey, ladies, I got a goatee. Apparently, it's nice. I got cleaned up last night. A goatee seven, just seven, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll spit it out, man. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I'm not going to spit it out. I already no. put up my phone number on this podcast. Sorry, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, man. What a year. What a year, well, man. Okay, well, how about this? We're Before we end this episode of Silky and Filthy, you know, just congrats getting the St. Louis Blues. Again, one of the craziest runs, one of the craziest seasons in NHL history. This is something that I think we're going to remember for a long time. I Part of me enjoyed the Capitals win more last year just because of OV and 100%. all that too. And a little bit more star power in that series. And let's be honest. We saw the way the Blues, when they had it on NBC, how they lifted the cup. They don't look... I, get, I bet they're great dudes. Yeah. Great champions. They don't look half as as much fun. As the Washington Capitals. Yeah, they're not, <laughs> no they're way. not living up to those party standards okay? that over. We're not said. getting memes. No way. We're not getting memes. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it. I, yeah, I don't see any of the memes coming. I feel like the St. Louis Blues are still surprised they won, you know? Like, Washington's like more like, it's about goddamn time we won. St. Louis is like, holy crap, we just won the fucking cup. They're just What's surprised, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they looked that way, lifted it around. <laughs> no, straight up. It was one of the more... It's like they embody Bennington. The whole team. It's... It's like they don't even know what happened. I, I guarantee, though, the, the celebration in St. Louis is going to be ramped up just a bit. Crack some beers, crack some bourbon, have fun. Shout out to the, to the city of St. Louis. Shout out to St. Louis. And now we're going to get to something that we like to call the beauties. We got five awards. There was some of some of it's related to puck talk. Some of it's related to bullshit. But you're going to hear the beauties are five awards for the year coming up after this commercial. And after some ads, why don't we do some ads right here too? Uh, yeah, I just said commercial. Let's, let's go. Oh. Ads, ad, ads and commercials. Let's let's play them both. Just kidding. There's only one ad. So go. in about 45 seconds. I could put two in there. What, what, what We're not going to get paid more though. Yeah, we'll just so, put one. Yeah, let's, I just put one, man. Come on. All right. We'll see you on the other side on Silky and Filthy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I am beautiful in every single way. Unprofessional, unprecedented, and most recently, unconscionable. Well, I hope that ad was tolerable for you guys. I mean, you know, we recorded an ad recently, Kyle. I even mentioned you danced with my mom at the wedding in the ad. So Yeah, I listened to it again. It's kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. 
And it, it was good. Yeah, maybe so, I'll hear it on another SB Nation podcast. Shout out to SB Nation. Shout out to SB Nation. Shout out to my mom. Love you, mom. And shout out to these beauties. So some of these moments are not beauties, actually, but we're calling these awards the beauties. And I'm going to start with beauty of the year. Oh. Come on, man. Come on. Who else? But Elias Pedersen. Come on. Oh, we're Vancouver boys. I'm guy, going with man. Elias. This guy throws a 60-point guy's beauty of the year. Unbelievable rookie. Man. Hey, he was on pace with Ovechkin, Crosby, Malkin. He was in that category early in the season before teams started to shut him down. The most exciting player I think Vancouver's ever seen. That's a toss-up between him and Burry. But, man, like living in the city... Feeling the electricity that Elias Patterson brought back to the Canucks after for those three pretty, months, four some months, pretty yeah. terrible years. I mean, it's been this year is bad, but the last three years were really bad. And Elias Patterson really helped energize the city. You know what? I'm letting my bias seep through in this one. Elias Patterson, his beauty of the year. This is still get filthy, man. This is our show. I can do whatever I want. Hey, you do whatever you want, man. It's not about who. You don't have to mention your bias, man. Trevor Bags, who gives a fuck? Say what you want, bro. That's your beauty of the year. So be it. I do think it's a little controversial. My beauty of the year is Joe Sackick. Wow, that's also controversial. I think it is too, but but I truly mean it. It's the 2019 beauties. Number 19, Joe Sackick. He might have the best gig in the world right now. Doug Armstrong feels great, but I'm thinking that the Colorado Avalanche are in a position, and it's really based on two things. McKinnon making less than $7 million, and... Joe Sackick fleecing Ottawa. They're set up so nice for years to come. And we saw what Kale McCarr could do. <laughs> this is crazy. And they got the number four pick this year. They are set up to strike. And they have to capitalize on those remaining years left on McKinnon's contract before he gets paid 50 mil a year. Colorado, I think, and I'm saying it now, I, I don't think, I know this. They're going to be the next Chicago. They're going to be the next LA. They're going to be the next Boston. They're, they're going to be the next threat. And they're going to make they're going to make hockey cooler. When Colorado is good, the NHL is good. They're like a surprise little market. I, I, I believe in Colorado. Joe Sackett, you have the best, best seat in the house for the years to come. Let's do something about it. Let's do something about it, Burnaby Joe. Let's go. Yeah, I know 48 points just two seasons ago now. They've come quite a long way. I, I picked them to beat St. Lu- or St. Louis. I picked them to beat San Jose in round two. I was a big believer in the Avalanche. And they almost pulled it off, man. Game seven against San Jose. And you know what? <laughs> the Blues should be thanking the Avs because the Avs wore down St. Louis. They were the quicker team. I thought like the Avs were quicker on the puck a lot of the time, man. They were a tough opponent for San Jose. San Jose was a little bit worn out by the time they reached St. Louis in round three. You want to talk about bias too? We are recording this in beautiful Burnaby, British Columbia. I was born in Burnaby Hospital. A little bit of a bias, okay? Joe okay. Sackett, one right. of my favorite players of all time. And I just think that after what he's kind of been through at the early stages of his general manager career, it kind of put a damper on his career because it kind of seemed like he was the worst at his job. He's kind of flipped it around now. And now they're in a position to do a lot of things this offseason, be good for a long time, win a cup, bring that thing back to Colorado. I could see it happening. Make hockey cool again in Colorado and just make it cooler in general. Yeah, fair enough, man. And uh, Colorado is on the rise. I still think if Eric Carlson is not coming to Vancouver, Colorado is a place you should consider for sure. We talked about that. Eric Carlson would help make hockey cool again in Colorado. Let's go. 100%. Next one, I'm going the opposite direction. I'm going fuck up of the year. Oh, fuck up of the year. Fuck up of the year. In the beauties. In the beauties. I like it. It happens, man. Fuck ups happen. Yeah, fuck ups do happen. And the biggest fuck up, 
The Tampa Bay Lightning. Whoa! One of the best regular season teams in NHL history gets swept. Swept! They got swept, man! They got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets, who I also believe are going to beat the Bruins. I probably should have picked the Bruins over Columbus. I'm, you know, I'm going back. I'm looking back on the bad picks I made. I was really believing in Columbus after round one. Like, they were dominant against D-team. the team. D-team. But again, hockey is such a mental thing, right? We talked about Bennington. His calm, cool collectedness. The Tampa Bay Lightning were anything but that. After losing game one in yeah. round one, they yeah, were done. They're done. They and were done. They were done. And that story, I kind of forgot about it. It's been it's a been long a time. It, a it did feel as if these playoffs dragged on quite a bit. And you do forget about what kind of happened in the first round. But we should never forget about what happened with Tampa. Basically because they may never have another regular season like that. We probably won't see a regular season like that in a while. It, it was a bit of an outlier. Yet they got swept. And it was remarkable. I can still swept. See, yeah. I can still see this team bouncing back. Like maybe they don't have as good of a regular season. I, yeah, they could win the cup. Yeah, they're still a cup favorite. Yeah, they're next still a year. cup favorite. It's just Without based on what they did this year, and that was absolute dominance. They just they just put that on display. And exactly. And that's why I'm giving them fuck about the year because Straight they up, had that much the they had that much talent on their roster. They had that good of a regular season and they absolutely blew it. You don't get that many shots. No, the they cup. didn't blow it. They fucked up. <laughs> there you go, man. You took the words right out of my mouth. I'm going to change it up. I'm not really changing it up, man. Best bullshit moment of the year. You know, we t- this still can filthy. It's all puck talk of bullshit. Straight so up. So we got to give an award to the best bullshit moment of the year. Yo, explain to the listeners, though. What's the difference between fuck up and bullshit? To me, fuck up is more like you... Oh, that's actually a good question. I would say, to me, not... fuck, to me, fuck up is like a monumental mistake. Bullshit's kind of like, uh, like a funny story. Okay, like, so it was, this is a great story, too, man. Bullshit, tell us, man. Tell us. Tell us about okay, this Because this actually was a mistake, too, I guess, whether it was of... Uh, uh, the victims or the or the guy who who let this all loose, but it's the senators and the Uber man. That's my that's my best bullshit moment of the year. Like the, you you know it's 2018, 2019 when you get caught saying some bad shit about your coach on Uber. That's something you would never have predicted over 20 years ago, eh? But uh, it was pretty funny. It's like, like they're all young guys in the car, trashing the coach. It's so and, funny. And then you, and, th- and then it just brings about the dysfunction of the Ottawa Senators in general. Like this guy doesn't even know what he's doing. So funny. That was a bad look. It, it's it's like if if I put a mic in your house and you were shit talking me to hannah like fuck man i don't even want to go to burnaby this wednesday it's so fucking hot i just want to chill with you man fuck kyle man what well, season's over blah blah right what if i heard that through a mic it cost some shit what if i had a mic here just talking to talking shit about trevor why is trevor dressed so nice all the time when he comes is he trying to flex on me with these button-up t-shirts and all that shit come on man we're just recording a podcast blah 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 bad examples i know but no, just i'm ima- flexing i'm flexing but just imagine if you were shit talking someone in a in a place that's you know, supposed to be quote unquote off the record, and that shit just getting exploited. And we're talking about details about how bad certain coaches are, how bad their power play is, and how nothing has changed. And like, th- this was this was so embarrassing, <laughs> yet so funny, yet so cringe. What a moment! What a year for the Ottawa Senators! What a year! Maybe they have hope next year. I mean, they were tied with the Saint, the Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues on January first. Anything's possible, man. Just kidding, Ottawa. Don't don't be too delusional. Hey, man, they Ottawa's might get Eric Carlson back, so it's just it's it's bizarre. Bizarro hey. land there in the nation's capital. We're getting into bizarro season in the NHL. This is why I love the draft. Uh, I love everything that's going on, yeah. man. This is bizarro season. Not so great if you're a Canucks yeah. fan when you hear Myers, Zaitsev, Lucic rumored to come. That's never a good thing. But I, I do like bizarro season. I don't know if this lines up with fuck up or bullshit. 
moment of the year or whatever for the beauties. Shout out to the beauties. The first annual beauties. First the annual 2019 beauties, beauties Let's here go. on Silky and Filthy. Again, I don't know where the refs should align in this conversation or whatever award they should get, but they were horrible. Yeah, that's more of they a were, yeah. They were horrible. That's more of a fuck up of the year for me. So I the, yeah. I define it like fuck up is like a, again monumental, monumental mistake based be, on the game. Yeah, best bullshit moment or worst in some cases. It's yeah. just a funny story, man. But great. Okay, fair yeah. enough. And the refs suck. Nothing funny about the refs, man. They they, they were sucked. they were bad. They sucked. They were bad. Yeah. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Anyways, man, yeah. I, I I hate talking about the refs sometimes. I I, I that's we, boring. If playoffs are done, you know we they've been picked apart. So I'm just gonna go. Why is your uncle a rep or something? Uh, Who cares? No, man, no, no. It's it's just. You hear, you hear so much about it, right? And it's, I hate when the refs decide the outcome of the game. Happens too much. I hope they learn from the mistakes and come back better next year. They Thank just, you very much. Just get suspended more. They yeah. should get suspended. There you go, man. Or they should talk <laughs> to the media. Ref suspensions. That's an idea right or there. Or talk to the media. Yeah, yeah. No, that would, that would change a lot of things. I, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I think refs talking to the media is something that should happen in the NHL. Yeah, for sure. get better refs. And no one's better than this guy. The story of the year. I'm not going to talk too much about it, man. To me, it's the rise of Jordan Bennington. It is the story of the year in the NHL. Comes in, four-string goalie, last-place team. They make it to the playoffs. They make it to the Cup. They win the Cup. Jordan Bennington, story of the year for the beauties. You know, we would love to be a little bit different on this program and with this award, story of the year. It's it's so easy to give it to the Stanley Cup champions. But, but in this instance, I, I can't really look any other way. I really can't. Not at all. This is remarkable. We brought up names like Tom Brady, uh, Connor McGregor in this conversation. Bennington, how? It still does not make any sense. Just play back the first five minutes of this podcast. Play the 15-minute the mark. We've just been talking about this guy the whole time because what he did was remarkable, and it's, it's just rare. And his performance in Game 7 just put that nail in this debate. It, it was, it's been a remarkable run. Yeah, shout out to Jordan Bennington. Sir Bennington with the silky saves. He got it done. Good job. Good job, Bennington. Again, shout out to St. Louis. Have a great time today. Have a great time for the rest of the week, the rest of the month. The rest of the the, summer. The rest of the summer. Rock your blues attire for the whole summer. Chug beers. Drink that bourbon. Maybe smoke a little joint here and there. Enjoy your time. It's a great time to be a blues fan. And Trevor mentioned it earlier. Of course, we want the, the game to grow and other cities to become hockey cities or hockey towns the blues have have been there for a long time and they've been consistent for a long time and their arenas have been packed for a long time they love they love hockey and now we're seeing things with even players coming out of there with all the work that like the al mckinnis and keep the chuck have done down there and now we see them win a cup this is this is beautiful it's it's not on the same level as the chicago cubs because we're talking about a hundred plus years right but it (laughs) This is almost 50 years, man. It's a long time. It's been 50 years, right? They've been in the league. More than 50 yeah, years. Yeah, more than 50 years. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the last time they made the cup final or whatever. But this is this is beautiful. There's no other word. I'm, I'm so happy for the Blues fans. Yeah. No, shout out to St. Louis. Love it, man. Love the Blues. They've been doing awesome. And yeah, have a great summer, guys. There we go. Before we wrap up the beauties, before we wrap up Silky and Filthy, we just want to talk about... Our best moment of the year, man, on Silky and Filthy. Do you have a favorite moment? Oh, we could just call this award the silkiest time of the year. Oh, yeah, the silkiest time of the year. Okay, do you have a silkiest time Well, just time in of the general, year? this okay. year's been a lot of fun, right? It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's We've kind of revamped our, our thing over here for the past year. It's been fun, man. Like, it's, it's 
all the work that we've done throughout the year man, and we have so much more to do we're like five percent where we want to be but it's just been so fun to to get back into the game that i love and i know you've been in the game that you love for a long time you've been into it i took a little break but this year's been like just the last 10 months it's been some great times some beautiful moments uh some of the most amazing times in my in my recent life just finding this this spark for the for the coolest game on earth i remember having those bed sheets when i was younger it just said like, the nhl the coolest game on earth oh, you had your john tavares moment nice and uh, yeah i really do think that the game is headed in the right direction i do hope that there's no copycat bullshit happening for for the years to come just keep doing your own thing stick to your own path and i do hope that the nhl does more for its players does more in the marketing side of things because i do want i don't know if it's because I'm back into the NHL and I have microphones and we have a studio out here in Burnaby and we feel like we can produce something for the game. We, I just want more people watching the game. Straight up. And that goes to marketing. It's like if we want more people to listen to this, we need to do a better job at marketing, quote unquote sales. And I, I want more people to watch the coolest game on earth, the best game, the, the playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Everyone's in love. With, with Golden State and Toronto and what's happening in the NBA and not to take anything away from that sport and that league, which is on, on the rise at an exponential level. I want us, the, the league, the NHL, to start growing in that direction and not just in minuscule ways, on like grand scales and bigger scales. And NHL, man, coolest game on earth. Lots of work to do. Silky and filthy, baby. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been a good time. Let's grow with the game, man. Let's grow with the game. How, I do, think- you, how, how do you think that could happen? What 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 do you think can happen for the for the league to grow? You got to market the players better, man. I, I feel like a lot of people don't really know their superstars. I think the NBA, I think of all the major leagues, has probably done the best job PR wise of a marketing their players and b marketing the game. And but I think when you market your players, when you give fans something to cheer for or someone interesting other than just their team, it's easier to sell the game to people, man. Like Connor McDavid, I still I feel like a lot of people don't know who Connor McDavid One of the is. Best athletes about in the before. world. Or Nathan McKinnon. Nikita Kucherov, like people don't know these guys. And it's one thing again, if these players don't want it, I understand it's not part of the quote unquote culture within the game, within the realm of the players. But find a way to do it. I, I just think that's a lame excuse. We're talking about a league that's had so many lockouts, which at the end of the day has to do with money. It, it really does. People are not getting along on both sides, so they, they lock each other out. But it only comes down to fucking money to cash. Market your players better. Get more people watching. You know, you and I can say this. This was the best year of NHL hockey that I've watched in a long time. And I know I took that break, but even before that, I never saw a product this well. Find a way to make that exposable to a bigger scale of people. Like, how do people not know who Connor McDavid is? How are people showing up to an NHL All-Star event not knowing who Connor McDavid is? That's embarrassing. It's It's got to change. I, I know, I know for sure we're going to be a part of that change. And, you know, we need a, we need everyone. And we didn't even get a chance to mention Boshford yet. And he could have been the beauty of the year. Damn right. He is the beauty of he the year. The beauty he of the is year. the beauty of right. the year. For sure. And everyone that's listening to this, or if you're just located in Vancouver, where most of our audience is right now, if you're making any hockey content, podcasts, memes, photos, whatever, do it to your best. Help the game grow just like Boshford did. 
and let's do it on a grander scale. Exactly, man. Media plays a part in this too, you know? Let's uh, let's grow the game, man. Best game on earth. And let's have some fun with it, man. When you have fun with it, other people are going to listen, man. Hey, Silky man. and filthy. We got a couple more episodes coming before we take a little summer vacation. You know, the draft's coming up. There's going to be some activity. There's going to be some activity. So stay tuned to Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us in Burnaby. Hey. We'll catch you, Filthy Bastards, next time. <laughs>